Hello, and welcome back to, uh, I don't know if I should say part two of our podcast, after we just finished up with Sam Renouf. Um, be sure to tune into that episode. We're going to drop that one first, and then we'll get into Oceanside. So if you missed that one, be sure to go back and listen. Uh, Talbot did a great job closing us out. He just pulled a, a PR stunt. Hey, it was, it was, we were all just talking about it. Pat and Mark are on here, and we all just had an incredible conversation with uh, Sam. Not to toot our own horn or anything. But anyways, I'm your host, Kyle Glass, joined by Pat, Mark, and Talbot. Um, we don't really need to go into semantics and short talk again, do we? I'm just uh, I'm clock watching. I've got picking Kyle up from the airport in about an hour and maybe two hours. I've got to clean the entire house and record a podcast. <laughs> and I'm and prioritizing the podcast. So. And play a couple of video games. <laughs> Maybe a couple of rounds of Warzone, yeah. Do you do you need to have like a congratulations, Lanzarote seventy five? I was out there with sign? her. I know, but do you need to do it when she arrives? Like, is the mayor going to be there and stuff? Maybe should have got some flowers or something. I can always <laughs> pick them up. I'll pick them up from a garage on the way. It'll be all right. Oh. From the garage. Oh. From the garage. Yeah. All right, we got Guys, um, big race week on tap. I mean, yeah, I think we got, we're all, I, we're fired up. We got some big ones, so we'll roll through here pretty quick um we had some short course racing chelsea is visiting with uh joanna brown so she was like oh, i won't be able to make it and sundays are pretty tough for her so we might have to start pivoting from sunday recording now that we're getting back into the thick of racing so anyways uh we had Port- portugal european cup happened this weekend takumi hujo got first place he's now coached by paulo Sousa um and kind of continuing his reign of terror he's had a good season so far uh, second place was Seth Ryder. Um, American got edged out on the run um, just barely. And then third place, Daniel Dixon, one of the youngest athletes on the start list. I like Daniel. The women's race, first place was Beth Potter, winning her first race of 2022. Probably more to come on that. Um, Emma Lombardi got second place for her fourth podium. And Lisa Turch got back-to-back podiums um, after racing two weeks ago. We also had New Zealand. This the Oce- same race Beth won last year as well. So I think um, Beth won this. I think Beth won this last year as well. Like she seems to get off to the season quite well, and then I don't know a few of the other big names roll out and uh, it becomes a little bit more tricky. But she's she certainly showed good form early season last year as well. We oh, got sorry, the Arena yeah. Games, Arena Games in two weeks' time, so we'll see how well she's able to put it together. So we also had a race down in New Zealand, Oceania Cup in New Plymouth. It used to be a massive race, and unfortunately, due to COVID, uh, the only people that are able to race these are New Zealanders. So. Um, Hayden Wild, no surprise, takes the win, um, running a sub 15 minute 5K to seal the victory. Uh, his buddy Taylor Reed got second, and Dylan McCullough with third. Um, third place through fifth place was all separated by around five seconds. So exciting race for the podium on that one. Yeah, and I've been to that, uh, been to World Cup races uh, at the New Plymouth venue. Awesome little venue, uh, really tough bike course, uh, and then just, you know, really standard run. But, uh, you know, hopefully now they're they're going to be getting back into some races and Plymouth can return to uh, its former glory. Love it. The women's race, Nicole Vanderkay got first place, second place, Andrea Hansen. I was like, who's Andrea Hansen? She's so old. And then I click on it and it's Andrea Hewitt. So um, good to see her coming back into the fold of short course racing. Uh, third place, Eva Goodenson, who was edged out by seven seconds um, for her first race back in nearly three years. So that's your short course races that happened this last weekend. Uh, another big weekend for ITU coming up with races in New Zealand again. 
uh, Gold Coast, Australia, and then Spain. So two weeks time, we got the Arena Games sponsored by Zwift. So um, that'll be really exciting. Massive start list for that one. Um, and that was a lot of fun to watch last year. I think that was Beth Potter versus Lucy Charles. Yeah. Uh, that was a pretty, pretty cool race. You were about to say rad, weren't you? Sure. <laughs> Big long course weekend coming up. Uh, we got 70.3 Oceanside defending champions, Ben Canute and Paula Finley uh, looking to reclaim their crowns. The weather for that this next weekend is going to be chilly at the start get up to 60s on the run. Talbot, you want to talk to us about the course? Oh, the, yeah, the course is a lot of fun. Mark would probably enjoy this. It actually goes to an army base. You can't even pre-ride the course unless you've got uh, military credentials, which is pretty cool. Um, it, the, in the years past, they've always avoided the uh, ocean start. They've always gone over to the bay because uh, it's pretty rough. But this year they said that they're going to do the ocean start. They, I believe they did do it last year, um, but they will do an ocean start. So you're going to be swimming through the surf. So that will really handicap poor swimmers like uh, Sanders or, uh, and then not only that, there's a massive start list. So, I mean, if you get around some bad guys, Alistair is going to be gone to that first buoy before you could even blink your eyes. So I, I would say position's pretty key. If you're wanting to make a good group in this bike race really turns on second half when they go through the uh, military base. And then the run is just straight down the old uh, beach roads and, uh, Oceanside, California, but it should be an incredible battle. I will say I, I, I am definitely more excited for the female race than the male race. I mean, the female race is stacked. Is this not the race that had some of the run on sand as well? No, no. Alcatraz. No. That's Alcatraz. Uh, okay. A friend's mind did this a while ago. And they, they, they had to push a piece of it onto the beach, but maybe that was because a coastal road was closed for a while or whatever that was. Probably so. Mark, what are your thoughts on the female race? I mean, it is stacked. It's lit, isn't it? It's I absolutely mean, lit. Um, so what have we got? You've got Daniela Rife, Taylor Nibb, Sky Maunch, Paula Finlay, Holly Lawrence, unfortunately, we believe is injured. Heather Jackson, Jackie Herring, Tamara Druitt. I said, where do you stop? You know, I don't want to just read out a really boring list of names on a podcast, but I can go for another 10 before you even get to someone you think... I mean, Tamara got a bad Tamara got in a bad bike crash, and then she got COVID yesterday, so she's out. But I've scrolled, I've scrolled further down. Ashley Gentle, Lindsay Corbin, like Melanie McQueen, like it's a ridiculously deep start. It's a world championship start. So obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, there are some people I would agree. that I would, would agree. feature missing, but the depth of strength is is world championship quality. Yeah. The names that really excite me there, I mean, I miss Pamela Oliveira, I miss Chelsea Sodaro. Ridiculous. The names that really excite me are Ashley Gentle, uh, Taylor Nib, um, Daniel Rife, obviously, Jackie Herring, um, maybe Chelsea Sodaro, although obviously she had a slightly poor race in um, Miami, but that was, we think, he related. I don't know. Who's your money on for the women's then? I, it, it's hard for me to say. I mean, uh, another name that we haven't rent, mentioned in a quite some time at a 70.3 distance is Heather Jackson. She did recently change coaches, so it will be good to see how she shows up. She's won this race in the past. This is almost her hometown. It'll be exciting to watch her. But Ashley Gentle, we haven't seen her at the world-class 70.3 level, and so it will be incredible to watch her battle it out with Riff, Nib, I mean, all of them. I, I love Heather. She's brilliant and she's a lot of fun. And I know she's got a lot of fans in this podcast and most of the people that listen to this Americans, they're going to hate me. I mean, she'll struggle to make top 20, mate. 
Well, well, I'm just saying, noting it's cool that she got a new coach. So it'll be fun to watch her race. This is like our hometown race. But I, I, I will say I am very excited. I, I think that Ashley Gentle is the one to beat on this start list. That's what I would say. Yeah, and she goes in the swim, doesn't she, with a couple of the other girls, like Pamela Rivera will be there. You would expect Taylor Nib to be there. You would expect Paula to be there. Like, it gets split up. But then if, if Paula's there, suddenly Daniela might be there or thereabouts. Like, it, it's a really interesting race. Daniela has to crunch from the bike and she has to drop everyone if she's going to win. Um, and I, I don't see it happening on the form she's had at the moment. But... I mean, let's not count her out. Taylor Nib as well. She needs to drop Ashley. She won't outrun Ashley on the way Ashley, unless she's had a significant step forward in her long distance running. Ashley ran significantly better in Miami than anything we saw of Taylor last year. So Taylor needs to get rid of them too. But Pat, what bike's she on? One with the straight sticks out the front that are she's also on, permanently. Yeah. She's on a time trial bike. Yeah, so she'll be on a she'll be on a speed concept, yeah, that she's oh. had for 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 quite a while now. So, you know, Ivan O'Gorman fit her up to her brand new uh, Trek speed concept a few months ago, and she's been, you know, logging some hours with, you know, with the, the hope and the aspiration to, to, you know, display that in a 70.3. So. Yeah. And and, and got, got to tip your hat to the previous champion. Paula did win this race back in October. Uh, the depth of field was not quite this. Um, so it will be in every time there's a defending champion, it always makes it exciting. So, I mean, this is just going to be an incredible race to watch and it will be live streamed Ironman's first race on their new partnership with outside TV yeah. magazine. So make sure you download their app. You will be able to watch the entire race. And uh, we, we have no idea what their, if their coverage is going to be different from Ironman standard or what, it, what the difference is going to be, but I do know it's going to be live streamed. Yeah, birdies told to a little a, a little birdies told me on the coverage that that we should ins- that we should expect enhancements from previous year's coverage on this. So I I do think uh, I'm optimistic, and we you know speak just coming off this podcast with Sam Renouf. I mean, I think we're we're blessed to see better coverage in triathlon this year. Yeah, well, let's dive into the men's race. Mark, give us the rundown. I think most of these guys are your side of the pond. So Lionel Sanders is top of the list at the moment. Um, ben Canute, Rudy Von Berg, Jackson Laundry, Apo, Sam Appleton, Matt Hansen, Andy Dreitz. I'll come back to Andy Dreitz. Jason West, uh, Bart Ehrenouts. Uh, I mean, Chris Leiferman's on here. Ben Hoffman's on here. Um, we way, way down the list. because I'm not quite sure how they've organised this. Oh, it's I'm looking at the PTO list. Bottom of the list, Alistair Brownlee. Who? No idea. And they haven't got Sam Long on this list, have they? No. But we think Sam Long's racing. Uh, let's get but to I that. Think let's, Sam Long's let's, I think Sam Long's racing too. He's one of those guys that he likes to he likes to make it about himself. So I, I think that I, I would, if I was to guess, I would see he shows, he shows up on the start list and he tries to surprise uh, and goes three for three. That's as good as he's when you, when you said Sam Long likes to make it, what they, people can never see is Kyle's and all our reactions. When Talbot said Sam Long likes to make it about himself, Kyle, and I'm saying this for Sam's benefit, really. Sam, Kyle leant back in his chair with his hands on his face like, mate. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm not hating on the guy. The guy's making a crap ton of money from promoting himself. Conor McGregor likes to make it about himself, not saying Conor McGregor's terrible. As opposed Lots to Lionel, who's poor. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know. so, but but I will say this: the brief history in this race has been around since 2014, and only three different individuals have won this race: Jan Ferdino, Lionel Sanders, 
and Ben Canute. Ben's won it, I believe, the last two times the race has gone on. Um, this is going to be an exciting one. So if you if we've got Sam Long, so how does this one play out a little bit? So Lionel wants to swim with Sam, like those two swim together, hopefully for them, and then they have to ride through the field to catch Ben Canute and Alistair Brownlee, who've gone up the road. Sam, Sam Appleton's with them up the road, um, doing their thing. If he, Steve, if McKenna, McKenna. Steve McKenna if, can if, swim. If he can ride with them, I think that Alistair's on another level. Lionel has Lionel's uh, zero for one against Alistair in St. George. Uh, he raced him two other times. Alistair DNF'd in both the races and Daytona also Collins Cup, not Collins Cup, uh, Slovakia. Uh, but Alistair was injured. We have not since that St. George race that Alistair beat Lionel. We have not seen a healthy Alistair race Lionel. Um, so this will be an extremely exciting race. Uh, and, and well, it's more exciting for us because well, we've got a bet on this. Yes, we have a bet on it. I so will if, say if, for if, me, so if, though, Alistair, if Alistair wins, um, Talbot's buying me and Kat dinner when he's oh, in, in, St. in St. George. And if <laughs> if Lionel wins, I have to be Talbot's servant slave boy for a day of filming. Oh, in in St. George, in St. George. Oh, He's wow. going to have to drive for me, hold my lenses, everything. Um, One thing we also didn't talk about, uh, the little bit of drama. I, I don't know if Lionel's actually going to beat Sam out of the water because in every swim workout, as Sam stated on slow twitch, <laughs> he's beaten Lionel in every uh, swim workout they've done. So well, I can't believe we're, we're talking about twitch. We're talking about practice, but... We're talking about practice as Alan and I. So I can't, I honestly can't believe Sam's on slow switch. I genuinely thought it was just for like sad age groupers like myself that like are just nerds. Why is Sam lurking around slow twitch looking to drop like slagging off people in their swim workouts? You don't need to, Sam, you don't need to defend yourself on slow twitch, mate. That's for idiots like me. It's, it's nonsense. Ignore it. Oh, man. I, uh, Kyle and I happened to be with Lionel when all this kind of like happened. And we showed Lionel and Lionel just looked at it and said, if you're worried about beating me out of the water at these high level races, then you got a long ways to go because Alistair is going to be four minutes up the road, buddy. So your first thought shouldn't be beating me out of the water. It should be getting inching closer to those guys. He just do you think, about Do you it. think Alistair's going to drop a bunch of F-bombs like he does in ITU races? at these guys to pull the train to get away from these guys? Or what do you think? What do you think, Mark? Gotten, well, I've got no idea. I think... I, I think he's an older, mellower, slightly more mature Alistair, possibly. But as soon as the gun goes, no chance. Goes. Yeah, no, there are no chance. Because um, Sam, Sam Appleton is going to get Sam Appleton, Rudy Von Berg. I mean, this this men's field is going to be accelerated just because of Alistair being in the swim. Yeah. And I want to say, too, you know, I think, Talbot, you brought up some great insight and points on this being instead of it being a bay you know, Harbor swim, this is going to be a, a open swim. Surf swim. I've spent plenty of time in San Diego. There's always waves, uh, surf swimming versus, you know, just swimming in a Harbor, two very, very different things. Uh, I think, you know, Alistair is going to be licking his chops and he's going to absolutely hammer that swim. Uh, and then, you know, I think he's going to be solo on the bike and, and I think he's going to be, uh, really putting it down. Um, you don't think you don't think Eric Lagerstrom can swim and and bike? No, we can't Nothing bike sure. with him. Sam ben Appleton, Canute. Sam Appleton, Sam and Ben Canute. Very yeah. Sam. Appleton. I I feel like it would really play into Alistair's hands to work with them to a certain extent. Maybe not the back half of the bike. He probably mm -hmm. needs to ride away, but at the start of it, 
Yeah, that's I what that's agree. what Alistair did in um, Western Australia. It was Sam Apperson and him went mm-hmm. off the front together. Um, it just depends how hard he drills it. That was quite early on in his long distance career. Like I, I could see Alistair just drilling this right from the go and just mm-hmm. dropping everyone. And, and another oh, athlete we haven't mentioned too, Jason West, could easily be up there in the swim and attempt to go at these boys. So it will be uh, exciting. I meant, to, I meant to shout out to Andy Dreitz as well, because he's worth a mention, given Miami, he repaired a bloody puncture by the road yeah. and still came in top 10. Like he, he, he was riding incredibly well. So the, 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 the pace of people coming through the field on the bike from the, because Andy can swim, like not like with Alistair, but he can swim like Chris Dyfe and all those guys, that 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 powerhouse group is going to be massive, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Well, when 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 we go to picks uh, for this race, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I make no extra money if Lionel wins, so it doesn't matter to me. But what helps me on views is a good battle. So I, I, I would love to see an incredible battle. And also, too, safety. Sam Appleton's crashed on this course. Jan Ferdino is racing Lionel head-to-head on this course, got a flat. So let's just hope that we actually get to see a battle and not one of these top athletes punctures out, crashes out, hits a cone for Pat's matter or something tell, like that. That's tell, what we can you, wrong. can you just because I think this is a great comparison. Can you bring us back to the year that Lionel raced Jan Ferdino and when did Lionel, what was, do we kind of remember what his deficit was out of the water? Yeah, Lionel, he- Lionel had a super small deficit. I think that everyone is expected it to be like three plus minutes. I think it was like a minute 50 and they had come around a corner, uh, I think, at like 15 k on the bike. And Lionel had already caught Jan. And then Jan had punctured. And uh, Jan, Lionel had pulled up to Jan and was like, oh, man, I'll help you change it. I'll help you change it. Like, do you have all this stuff? And Jan's like, dude, it's your day. Go go get it. And Lionel kind of just rode away for, to victory. So that's what I mean by that's the last thing we need to see is Alistair puncture out. Lionel puncture out. Ben Canute, someone like that. I mean, let's just hope that we actually get to see a clean, raw battle. So, let's put our money where our mouths are. Let's right. go women's Picks. first. Because I, I agree. Women's I think the Picks women's first. field is way harder to call. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I've I've gone. I'll, I'll go first. Um, I've gone Ashley Gentle, Taylor Nib, Daniela Reef. And I don't really know how it plans out. I just couldn't really decide. I just thought Gentle looked really good the other weekend. That's why I've gone with her. And Nib is a beast. And on a time trial bike, I think she could put off the bike first with a bit of a gap. But I think she may get run down. But who knows? Someone else, put your money where it is. What, I, I'm going to go almost the opposite of you. I'm going to go Gentle, but then Riff Nib for the female. So almost the exact same as me. Almost the same. But uh, <laughs> yes, uh, I just feel like Riff knows this course. She knows how to hammer this bike course. She's raced here multiple times. And I think those girls haven't. And they can't, like I said, they can't go see the course. They're riding it completely blind because it is in the military base. And that's where oh. the course really starts. And Pat and Kyle, I can see on the screen, we've basically got just variants of those three. We really don't think, even with the field, none of us are going to gamble on someone else. Someone else no won't one, be no in there. Got, I just no don't one's know. Got Paula. If, well, I, okay, if no, I'm gambling on someone, I think it has to be Jackie Herring. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. typed it in. I typed it in as you said it, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think if you, I think the next three are like Paula Finley, Jackie Herring, Chelsea Sedaro for me. Like they're probably making out the other three that you could easily pull any one of those we've all mentioned out and put one of those in, and you probably won't be far off. Hey, how is something you also have to think about is is Ashley Gentle has not done this distance on the bike before. Like 
Daytona was a shorter bike than this. Six miles, granted, but <laughs> she just got still. faster and faster. I'm, I'm not worried about the distance. What, how anymore. how is Ruth Assel's uh, beach starts like swimming in the ocean and stuff? I mean, I love Ruth. She's a really close friend. She won't feature in the the six we're talking about here, not just because of the swim. She yeah. can't run like these girls. She just, she just needs more distance at the race. Exactly. She's, she just gets stronger and stronger, and she's super good on the bike for a long course. So that's where she yeah. has strengths on. But no, it's not Ruth Day. All right, I'll go with my picks. Uh, I have Riff, Gentle, and Nib. So I think Daniela Fine. puts it all back together. I mean, we really have essentially all the same picks. Pat, you want to go away with yours? Look, I'm going to – I got to lead with my athlete, Taylor Nib, 70.3 win here. Oh, my – Ashley, Ashley Gentle looked fantastic in Miami. I think she'll continue that. And then I think you've got Jackie Herring rounding out the podium. Yeah, I simple, quite like that. Simple Pat as that. Pat going with the homer picks. Uh, all right, men's race. Pat, again, you can lead this time. What are you saying? Uh, look, I'm going to start with my athlete, Lionel <laughs> Sanders. Uh, this, I'm going to get on the hype train there. That's just – he's going to take it down, and it's going to be a fantastic battle. I think he's going to unload – uh alistair in the last couple k and then i'm gonna say it sam long's gonna get on the podium do you think you think lionel outruns alistair in the yeah. last couple of k i do decent come on then. i, Who I think next? here's a here's a here's a reality i think when we watch lionel run we forget what pace he's actually doing and yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. Looks, it, it, and i think that's where we always get really thrown off um if if Lionel, I don't want to say he made it look easy in Indian Wells, but I, I just think that's that was a performance, and I think Lionel's in a, in a great place, uh, you know, from compared to where he was in December. Uh, yeah. when, when was you the are last, right? When Sorry, was the last Pat, you're, time? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you're you're right about the image of the running. It, it gets me every time because yes. he. He runs like a guy on the way home from a pub with a kebab in his pocket and, and a limp in his stride, like head back, just desperate right. to get home for the toilet. Right. But he's but if you're, absolutely rapid. Yeah, but if you're at but if you're at the you know if you're at the track when he's clocking splits, there's a lot of low seventies that just keep ticking over. So I think that's the that's the reality with his run, um, and it's not pretty, but it gets the job done. I don't release any data, but whenever I was running with him on last Sunday when he did his brick, it was unreal. The speed that uh, obviously we're talking about professional athlete versus a little age reaver athlete, but it, I've, I like to consider myself a pretty good runner and Lionel passed me like I was standing still and I tried to go with him and it wouldn't happen. So the, my only question, my only question, when was the last time Alistair Brownlee was under pressure on a run course? Uh, South Africa, uh, South Africa, seventy point three worlds with Jan when he popped. So but didn't he get? Where did he come? Second, second, second. I mean, he didn't really pop. He got he came second to Jan Frodeno ahead of <laughs> he, 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 he didn't run. A, he didn't run a one oh six. He ran a one oh seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, loser, <laughs> loser. <laughs> so I, 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 Carl, if if you thought running with Lionel was fast, I'd love to see you run with Alistair Brownie then. The, which is why I'm going. Brownlee, then I'm going Sam Long, Lionel Sanders. I I reckon this won't be popular. I reckon Sam Long drops Lionel on the bike and holds him off on the run. Oh my god. 
Uh, I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. A few things. While we're recording this, Sam Long has released a video stating that he's not racing Oceanside. I am am a... uh, I'm working with Ironman this week, and there's set times for him to record with Ironman. So that's why I'm saying that we are assuming that he's showing up to race. Also, he, as Sam said he's not racing. Though. He said on his video that he's not racing. Oh right, like I'm, I'm, I'm vetoing that pick. I'm going to trust Sam that he's not going to be that much of a drama queen. <laughs> um, I then in that face, I'll go Lionel second, Ben Knut third for me. Okay. I think Ben Knut's looked good. Like he's looking really good. Yeah. He raced what, really well in Miami. Who's your so backup? I'm going to go. Who's your backup pick, Pat? Boy, it's really tough for me to decide between Ben Knut, Rudy Von Berg, and Jason West. I'd go Jason West for me, I think. I think I think Jason West is going to get a little exposed on this bike. I think the yeah. octane that's added to this bike is, is quite a bit different than Miami. I think this is much more steady state, like just raw. I mean, this is this is uh this is just a bigger day on the pedals, I I would say. And so I think he's gonna have a little little bit more of a comeback from behind them, but I think the way he looked running, he's gonna pack man through the field when he gets off the bike. All right, we got to get through this because we got a whole nother two more races to cover. Right. So well, first uh, place, first place, Lionel Sanders. I'm going with the big dog. Second place, Alistair Brownlee. Third place, Rudy Bumberg. Last time I did this and I didn't pick Sam Long on my podium, he won. So Sam, I know you're listening. Here's right. more motivation for you, more fuel for the fire. Hey, before I make my picks, Mark, does is there a chance that Ruth or Alistair will listen to this podcast, or is it zero percent? Ruth listens to it every time. Oh, shit, she always it. comments. All right, so but Alistair go. definitely doesn't waste his time on this shit, like hundred percent. I'll pick. I'll pick. Yeah. All right, I'm going to say the race starts like this. Alistair gets off. He rides with Sam Appleton. He pulls him up the road a bit, but Alistair comes into transition solo. Uh, I would say Lionel comes in with the uh, Apo train, Von Berg and them. And I say uh, Lionel runs down, Alistair takes the win. Uh, I got Alistair in second. And then I'm going to go Appleton in third. I think that having Alistair in this race really helps Appleton. So, And then Putin wins the Nobel Peace Prize. Ridiculous. But hey, let's move on. (laughs) Okay, John Salou up next. Uh, defending champions Colin Chartier, who is actually racing Ironman South Africa. We'll talk about it a little later on. Uh, also, Lisa Norton, defending champion. Weather is semi-similar to Oceanside. Um, kind of chilly with upwards of 60 degrees on the run. Uh, the course format is a Mediterranean swim, wetsuit swim, a flat closed bike course for two loops, and then a scenic run um, do you have you been to this race before, Mark? No, I've got a lot of friends have. I, I don't think it's very picturesque. I'm not sure you'd go to Salou on holiday, for instance. It's just a, like a out and back round, like dual carriageway mode, like uh, roundabouts. There's a couple of hills, but nothing, nothing ridiculous. And this this start list has also got a couple of heavy hitters, especially. Uh, I mean, the women's race. You got Ann Hogg. Lisa Norton, Fenella Langridge, uh, India Lee, Elsbisser. I mean, it, it's let's see, not if a... Han, let's, let's see if Han comes back from, I don't know if they're reevaluating stuff after Lanzarote or whether she always planned to race both or whatever. Lisa Norton will light the bike up, bike up big time. Fenella Langridge will be out to swim early, along with India Lee, he'll be up there. So 
Yeah, it's, it's an interesting race, but mainly for those top few. I, I could see Anne or Fenella or Lisa or even Indy Lee winning this, depending on who's actually showing up. Um, yeah, not much more for that on the women. Yeah. Men's race, uh, we'll have Christian Hogenhog, Dennis Chabray, Mickey Tagholt, Sam Laidlow, Clement Mignon, Tom Davis. Um, Vincent Louis? Vincent Louis. Nick Castellan. He's the big there, isn't he? Yeah, Patrick Nielsen. So, so Nick Castletime went really well this time of year in Gran Canaria last year. Christian Hogan, how I think is better at the full distance, you would have to say, but we'll see how he goes. Um, Vincent Louis wins this, doesn't he? How, yeah, has to. how does he not win this? Has to. Clement Mignon, he can't really run with them, though, can he? Like, he rode really well in Lanzarote, but... I think Vincent Louis wins this comfortably. I think Christian Hogenhauer rips the bike shreds and then hangs on for a little while. Um, but we'll see, to be honest. I'm not, I'm, I, don't, I don't see anyone beating Vince. Yeah. yeah. You guys want to make picks for these ones? Uh, I'm all good. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, but, but, oh, shout out to Mickey Tagholt. I think that he could definitely get on the podium. So, 100%. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Vincent Louis, Christian Hogenhauer, Mickey Tagholt. Okay, that's that's my pick, borderline. And, and then, I reckon Anne Haug, if she races, wins comfortably, by the way. Ironman South Africa, also coming up, uh, defending champion Maurice Clavel and Ruth Assel. Um, Is that this weekend? That's this coming weekend as well. Mm. So but it can't be Ruth Astle as well. She's off to Oceanside. Right, right. So the course is uh, swim in Nelson Mandela Bay. Hopefully uh, no great white sharks are over there. Uh, Two-looped bike course, arguably... Uh, self-promoted as one of the most beautiful um, Ironmans on the circuit. Um, Two-loop bike course and then a four-loop run course. Uh, this start list has, I would say, maybe two great women, two great men. Um, the women's race may not be as exciting as um, the other races that we have going on this weekend, but the men's race, Joe Skipper and Colin Chartier, uh, as well as Jesper Svensson, um, Bradley so Wise. Colin, this is Trout. Colin's first. This is Colin's first fall, and Colin's a good all-round athlete. He's an excellent swimmer, um, and he'll be hoping that some of the other boys swim well with him, and then work together to hold Skipper off for as long as possible. Skipper will come chasing hard. You would expect uh, Jesper Svensson as well rising. This is well. this is seems like a solo race. This is no groups, nothing assigned. Skipper annihilates time trial. I'm yeah, trying. if he's as fit as he was racing a lot of stuff last year, you would expect Jason. Yeah, to yeah, exactly. But Colin Chartier, like you've had that, you know, some crazy debut performances in the past. So mm. let's see. And what? was Jesper Svensson? He wasn't the guy in Florida, was he? That was with Lionel and that. No, but no, no, it no, was no. that. That doesn't matter. But okay. Yes, for is decent. Yes, for is decent. So and the women, Sarissa DeVries, she's the excellent cyclist that crumbled. She was in Florida and she won a lot of the other stuff, uh, short, uh, middle distance last year. Emma Billum's won a few races now and again. She's either really good or quite average. And then Kylie Simpson as well. And um, she's had some good races. She's sort of been locked up down under. Um, but I, I don't, I can't really call that. Susie Cheatham's back after um, a pregnancy and then a stress fracture. So that would be good. She's won this in the past. So Susie, if she's on good form, could definitely win this. Yeah. And Colin's coach now by McCall. Colin he- is coached by McCall Sanders. Um, McCall Eaton Sanders. Uh, Bradley Wise, I could be wrong. This could be his first Ironman. So good luck to you. Enjoy it. Um, 
And that's us for the weekend, is it? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. You guys have any hot takes you want to talk about? Any uh, drama? Why is, why, okay, why is, um, I know he always does it, but why was Joe Skipper racist? I don't, that's I what, that's what I wanted to get into as well. Is like this close to Ironman World Championship with so many high caliber races. What do, what do you think went through his head in well, this? The, 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 the you've asked the million dollar question there. What went through Joe Skipper's head? Um, uh, God knows anything, literally fairies, like mental thoughts, like just fancied it. Uh, he doesn't, he's very, very, but you know, he's self-coached and always has been like, think yeah. of the performances he's put out for that. Like yeah, when we mock him for being a bit like dim, it's only in like the way he deliberately portrays himself. Cause you don't get to be as good as you are without some real deep understanding of what you're <laughs> doing. If you're coaching yourself like that. And he's tried so many things that I, I guess this must just work for him, like a massive brick session. But it's still strange, isn't it? Like, for most athletes, you wouldn't dream of this, given the choice. The, the, all, my only comment is this. Volume, I think we've all seen, is pretty important. Uh, you see Cam where if he can race multiple Ironmans. I was stoked to watch Skipper. He still will probably be one of my podium picks in St. George this it's not surprising to me uh the amount of volume that these all these guys are doing now it could have no effect on him at all uh it's unfortunate to see but but maybe he it does seem like he's doing a bit in, a little bit new stuff in his training with doing joe is doing lactate if you watch his channel i know it's nothing new to anyone else or mark probably rolls eyes at it but he probably just wants to test his new training methods that he's doing because he is self-coached and so he's probably just wanting to give him a go and then I do know, I chatted with Joe, he is heading straight from South Africa to St. George, and he will have his last five weeks, four weeks in uh, St. George. So I love, like all the other pros that like, meet up with pros and they do pro training camps or they stay at home and they do like tests with the coaching. And Joe just goes punting around like Girona Hills with a couple of age group of mates of his. And he's always sort of done that. I, I quite admire him, his sort of grounding. And then he goes back to Norwich or wherever he's from in East Anglia at, very bland boring town but you know and it just does his thing he's, he's, he's so grounded that i don't i, just, I never want to criticize jay because it just works mm-hmm. one more question before we close out do you guys think that we will see um bike companies drop new bikes before st george normally we see that before kona but what are the odds that some bike companies decide to drop some bikes before this world championship in st george next month it's pretty tough kyle because there's, um, I mean, there might be some plans, but the, the big thing that we're still just stuck on right now is uh, supply chain. So just trying to get a bike is a super grim process. And, and that's, that's still not going to get unwound for at least another year from what I'm being told. So I uh, think there'll be two new looking bikes there. I've heard a rumor. Well, There's two yeah, new but... bikes coming to St. George. We'll yeah, see much are. more. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure there are. And they're, they're pretty well kept under wraps as well. Trying to find photos of these bad boys is very hard to come by. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm pretty sure there are. And I think we'll see some new tech, but maybe more later in Kona, like Pat says. Um, more $6,000 aero bars. Everyone's got those. But now if you look at that, Alistair had a photo up with some sort of $6,000 integrated hydration above it to get over that problem that everyone has of a bottle being right in your face yeah like patrick nielsen's got one as well if you've seen the bottle is built into the carbon bars and it comes up between his arms 
So you don't yeah. have to ride with that bottle in front of your face the whole time. Lionel so has a solution. Time. Lionel in uh, Kona, I think he wore a camelback one time because he didn't want it in front of his face. Uh, <laughs> Mark, 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 Mark's face. Mark's face. <laughs> well, time trial. Lance Armstrong rode in a camelback in a time trial. So, well, but Lance go. Armstrong didn't need to fill it up and wasn't riding four and a half hours. <laughs> it's, it's a slight issue. Time trialers do it for 100 mile time trialers. They'll do it. But their entire intake will be less than two liters and they'll put it down the front. But Lionel was riding about 12 round bottles on his bike about a year ago. So, I'm not surprised, mate. <laughs> Oh, any other uh, hot takes? I think another hot take is what's everyone's thoughts on uh, athletes being more vocal? I think that some people get annoyed at Sam uh, being more vocal on uh, social media, calling out athletes, things like that. Is it good for the sport, bad for the sport or what? I think it's great for the sport. No, I think it's great for the sport. It gives us parody. I mean, everyone wants a villain, like not saying Sam's a villain, but like, when you look at sports, everyone wants a villain that's like really good athlete, like your Tom Brady's of the world. You either love them or you hate them. And I feel like triathlon needs people like this. I completely um, agree on that front. Yeah, I completely agree. The more I we always get, have to remind myself of that when I see it, and it like it makes my skin crawl with like how cheesy and crap it is. But you're right; it is just fundamentally good for the sport. And we might, and we might look at it. Like you have a lot of knowledge on Alistair and you're like, okay, Alistair would skull crush Sam in a head to head. But I think a lot of these amateur athletes that are fans and they're watching, it makes them more engaged. They might not know, but they're like, oh, that's cool. This I, That makes me like Sam. There was a, you'll, you'll notice that though, it's the men that do the smack talk. There's a tiny amount from the women sometimes, but I just think the women are conscious of the fact it would be perceived differently. Yeah. And it would. I mean, they're fundamentally like, it's not whether it's sexism or whatever it is. Like, it's it's just not as accepted. And I, th- but, I also think the other women just wouldn't stand for it as much. They'd just ignore them. Yeah. And the women enjoy much more, I think, like genuine camaraderie than the men's field. Yeah. But I think we did start to see a little of that last year with Sky and Heather's rivalry. And like, that's what they're trying to build, I think, with the PTO is like these rivalries to where it is a little bit more of... I think if we saw it anywhere, we saw it with Salt House and Lawrence. Yeah. If we saw it physically attack each other in the swim. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, guys, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Little band aid emergency here with my four year old. Everything's okay, but I'm going to deal with that. I've got 15 minutes to clean the house. So let's wrap up here. You're good. I've done two podcasts. Stanley, can you say goodbye to everybody on the pod? Oh, no. Oh yeah. no, he's got a boo boo. Get, right. uh, get some super glue. Super glue on that thing. Look at that. Stanley, okay, what we're you gonna do? fix that. Right. We'll, hey, we'll close that. Hey, we appreciate everyone listening. We are stoked for uh Oceanside. It's gonna be an incredible weekend of racing. And uh we hope that you tune in. Make sure that you do tune into the outside TV subscription magazine. I believe that it's gonna be free. Might need to download their app or visit their website. And uh we'll see you next week. I think it's 50 bucks a year. Oh. See ya. Cheers, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.